Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. Good Monday morning. Tens of millions waking up to severe storms. And remember that brutal heat? It is back in full force. It's August 7th. This is today. Extreme weather. The entire East Coast set to face heavy rain, damaging winds, and possible tornadoes today. Washington, D.C. already hit hard, leading to this chaotic scene at a Beyonce concert. Fans ordered to shelter in place. And from coast to coast, a new round of record-shattering high temps on the way. We're tracking it all. Deadline. Donald Trump with just hours left to respond to prosecutors trying to tamp down threatening rhetoric about his election fraud trial. The latest on that case and an NBC News exclusive interview with his closest Republican rival, Governor Ron DeSantis. Of course he lost. Uh, Trump lost the 2020 election. Uh, Joe Biden is the president. We're on the trail with the DeSantis campaign trying to catch fire with voters. Breaking overnight, a frightening mid-air collision between two helicopters fighting wildfires in Southern California. At least three people killed. New details on the investigation straight ahead. So close. Team USA knocked out of the Women's World Cup by less than an inch. The two-time reigning champs going home empty-handed. Just lost the World Cup by a millimeter. (laughs) Um, That's tough. This morning, the stars who played their last match for the U.S., and where the team goes from here. All that plus miracle at sea, a boater missing for days, rescued as his ship was sinking 12 miles off the Florida coast. We just want to say thank you so much. Just ahead, his emotional reunion with a relieved family. Today, Monday, August 7th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie. And Hoda Cuppy, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today on a Monday morning. So happy you're with us. Hoda's got the morning off. She's probably at Simone Biles' house right now. Just be like, go, Simone! That was incredible. Yeah, the road to the Olympics started this weekend for Simone. And here's the thing. Didn't look like she hadn't competed in, in two years. I mean, only Simone says, my comeback. This, I'm going to put my foot in the water just yeah. a little bit and do a vault that, like, literally no one else in the world can do. So can't wait to chat about that. But let us begin with your first look at what's going to be a really busy news week, including today's deadline facing former President Trump. His lawyers have until 5 o'clock today to respond to a request from the prosecutor, the special counsel that aims to limit the kind of rhetoric tied to his 2020 election interference case that the president can use. Meanwhile, believe it or not, folks, already back to school time for millions of students. And it comes as extreme heat is affecting a huge swath of the country, all the way from California to Virginia. Other regions are coping with severe weather this morning. Storms that slammed the Midwest over the weekend. Well, now they're taking aim at the eastern half of the country. Going to affect travel today. We've got it all covered. Let's start with NBC's Priscilla Thompson in a very hot Houston this morning. Hi, Priscilla. Good morning. Savannah, good morning. The sun isn't even up here, and already it is a sweltering 82 degrees. You see lots of folks up early getting those laps in in the pool before the temperatures hit the triple digits here. As across the northeast, they are being battered by severe storms and devastating flooding. This morning, bracing for storms after a weekend of wild weather in the Midwest and West, with reported tornadoes and severe storms in Illinois. 
and Colorado. That is a tornado funnel. That treacherous weather now moving east, bringing torrential rain, large hail, and wind gusts over 70 miles per hour from Tennessee to New York. In the Washington, D.C. area Sunday, lightning delaying a Beyonce concert. FedEx Field issuing a shelter in place. Fans feeling the heat as they packed into the concourse. Oh, there goes, there goes. This as Alaska battles historic flooding. Dramatic video capturing the moment a home collapsed in Juneau. The flooding swallowing several homes, toppling trees and prompting evacuations. And it comes as extreme heat continues to bake much of the country, especially the South and West. This is the hottest summer that I can recall. It's been pretty hard for us. The summer smashing records. El Paso recording its hottest day ever in the month of August, hitting 112 degrees Sunday. New Orleans setting 10 new record highs since the start of June. And Houston marking eight straight days of triple-digit temperatures. So hot, it done melted the glue off the bottom of my shoes. Millions now waiting for cooler days ahead. It is like extremely, extremely hot here in Houston. So, yeah, we just try to try to stay cool as best we can. And of course, the big question for folks is when can people expect some relief? Sadly, this heat is expected to linger in places like New Mexico, Louisiana, and here in Texas. So folks are going to have to keep finding ways to beat the heat. The cool thing about this YMCA is not only does it have two pools, but it also serves as a cooling center. So if getting in the water is not people's jam, they can go inside and just enjoy the air conditioning. Savannah? That's nice. I hope you're in your suit, Priscilla. Jumping is going to be a hot one. Thank you. Dylan is in for Al this morning, so the heat's back. Storms are back. Storms are back. It's pouring here in New York City, and that's just a taste of what's to come. We've got this warm front moving through the Northeast. That's that initial batch of heavy rain that we're seeing right now. But as we go through this afternoon, especially after 2 o'clock or so, that's when we're going to see the storms refire up with the cold front moving eastward. They'll start back through Ohio into western Pennsylvania, down through Virginia, probably around 2, 3 o'clock or so. And then they'll move into the Northeast later on this evening around 5, 6 o'clock. Wind gusts over 65 miles per hour, large hail, and we can't rule out tornadoes either. These are going to be some pretty strong storms with this cold front. Now, these will clear the area overnight, but then tomorrow morning we'll start off with some heavier pockets of rain, especially up across New England. Those will last through early afternoon, but they will not be as strong as today. Here's where the heat is down through Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, stretching over into Florida. Not only is it hot, but it's humid. It's going to feel like it's about 110 to 115 degrees for some folks. Look at New Orleans. The old record is 97. We're forecasting a high of 101 degrees today, so it is going to be brutal hot down south. Savannah. All right. Thank you, Dylan. Now to some breaking news overnight out of Southern California, where two firefighters, firefighting helicopters collided in midair. Officials said the choppers were responding to a brush fire. All three people aboard one chopper were killed, including the pilot, as well as two firefighters. And although this was a tragic event, we are also thankful today that it wasn't worse. The individuals in the first helicopter were able to land safely without incident, and no one else was hurt. The crash is being investigated by the National Transportation Safety Board. Now to the latest on those legal troubles surrounding Donald Trump. The special counsel filing a request that seeks to limit any threatening rhetoric, witness tampering, revealing classified information, all of that, of course, tied to the third criminal indictment. Meanwhile, in an NBC News exclusive, Trump's Republican rival, Governor Ron DeSantis, 
weighing in. We've got two reports this morning. We'll start with NBC's Kelly O'Donnell. Kelly O, good morning to you. Good morning, Craig. Former President Trump's legal team has until five o'clock this afternoon to respond to that protective order. The special counsel expressed concern about Mr. Trump improperly sharing evidence and having a, quote, chilling effect on witnesses because of past statements, including this post where Mr. Trump said, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. Mr. Trump's team says that was in response to the special interest groups and that the protective order violates Mr. Trump's First Amendment rights, and they'll oppose it. This is one of many expected defense motions, including a request for a venue change and another for the recusal of Judge Tanya Chutkin. The former president's legal team is also using the First Amendment to argue against the indictment's allegations that he improperly pressured former Vice President Mike Pence and Georgia state officials to overturn the 2020 election results. And new from Mr. Trump posting on Truth Social this morning that he never said anything bad or slightly inappropriate. While his attorney arguing yesterday that his request of Pence was, quote, aspirational. Pence is speaking out and said yesterday he had no right to do what Mr. Trump asked and that Pence would be willing to testify if compelled at trial to do so. Craig? Kelly O'Donnell for us there at the White House. Kelly O, thank you. We move now to Trump's main rival in the Republican race, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, speaking out along with his wife in an exclusive interview over the weekend with NBC's Dasha Burns, who joins us now from the campaign trail in Iowa. Hi, Dasha. Good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning. Look, former President Trump is clearly still dominating the headlines and the polls. This latest indictment has done little to soften his edge or his attacks on his GOP primary rival, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. In our wide ranging conversation, I asked the governor why he's not using this moment to take on the GOP frontrunner more directly. If the election is a referendum on Joe Biden's policies and the failures that we've seen, and we are presenting a positive vision for the future, we will win the presidency uh, and we will have a chance to turn the country around. If, on the other hand, uh, the election is not about January 20th, 2025, but January 6th, 2021, or what document was left by the toilet at Mar-a-Lago, if it's a referendum on that, we are going to lose. But and that's Trump just the, the reality. Race, you know, with Trump in the race, that is largely what it's going to be about. And right now, and you're not, not fighting against not, Joe that's, Biden. That's you're not, fighting against that's Trump. Not a, that's not a pathway for success for the Republican Party. I think a lot of our voters understand that. Yes or no, did Donald Trump lose the 2020 election? Whoever puts their hand on the Bible on January 20th every four years uh, is the winner. Okay, but respectfully... You did not clearly answer that question. And if you can't give a yes or no because on whether or not Trump lost, then how well, can of course, you? No, of, of course he lost. Uh, Trump lost the 2020 of, election. Of course. Okay. Uh, Joe Biden's the president. But the issue is, I think what, what people in, in the media and elsewhere, they want to act like somehow this was just like the perfect election. Governor DeSantis fighting his own battle to convince voters and donors that he has a shot at beating Mr. Trump, despite lagging poll numbers, a campaign cash crunch and relentless attacks from his rivals. Recently, his biggest individual donor threatening to pull back his cash unless Governor DeSantis takes less extreme positions and shows he can win over moderates. A chief concern, the six-week abortion ban DeSantis signed in Florida. It's an issue Democrats have worked to use against him and other Republicans on the campaign trail. The governor has implied the issue should be left to individual states. 
So would you veto any sort of federal bill that tries to put a nationwide ban in place? So we will be a pro-life president and, and we will support pro-life policies. Um, I would not allow uh, what a lot of the left wants to do, which is to override pro-life protections throughout the country all the way up, really, until the moment of birth in some instances, which I think is, is infanticide. Uh, well, it is actually, not- I got to push back on you on that because that that's a, a misrepresentation of, of what's happening. I mean, that 1.3 percent of abortions happen at 21 weeks or higher. There's no, no right. evidence of Democrats pushing for but, but their abortions view up is, until their view is, is that all the way up into that. Yet there should not be any legal protections. Uh, there is no in indication of Democrats right. pushing you're, you're for right. that. Well, yes, Much of the DeSantis pitch to voters revolves around being a husband and father. And he's put his family front and center on the campaign trail, whether he's talking his education policy or highlighting his contrast in age with his opponents. But it's DeSantis's wife, Casey, who's arguably become his biggest asset. The former news anchor who grew up in blue-collar Ohio brings the charm and charisma critics often claim her husband lacks. What made you both decide to bring Casey in as such a big part of this campaign? It's Can I, can I answer this for the first one? Okay. So, because it's not like anybody said, oh, we need to deploy Casey to get out there and to do it. No, this is totally because I want to do it. In October 2021, Casey DeSantis was diagnosed with breast cancer. He was there for me. And he was there to go pick up my kids when I couldn't. And he did it with humility and he did it with love. And I'll tell you what, can't ask for a better husband than that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, so. How does it feel, how does it feel to hear her say that? I mean. Well, look, that's, you know, you know, in sickness and in health, that's, that's what you sign up for. I mean, and so she's not only my wife, she's my best friend. And so, you know, this is just what you do. And Savannah, here in the Hawkeye State, Mr. Trump still holds a big lead, 24 points ahead of Mr. DeSantis, according to a new New York Times poll. That's a narrower lead than he has nationally, but still a lot of ground to make up before the January caucuses. Now, we're going to have a lot more of this conversation coming up on NBC Nightly News, and you'll be able to watch the entire interview online on NBCNews.com. Savannah. All right, Dasha, thank you very much. We turn now to some uh, massive explosions overnight in Dallas. They rocked a Sherwin-Williams paint plant. This was in Garland, Texas. Check this out. Frightening situation all started with a fire in the middle of the night. Officials say it was eventually brought under control, but hazmat teams stayed on the scene to check for possible contamination. Their roads around the area were closed off for the morning rush. No early word on any injuries there. That investigation just getting underway. Ah, oh, well, we have a lot more to get to, including the Women's World Cup continuing this morning, but without Team USA. The two-time reigning champs knocked out by Sweden yesterday. This match was decided on penalty kicks and a ball that broke the goal line by a single millimeter. NBC's Molly Hunter in Melbourne with more on that and the future for the U.S. women team. Hi, Molly. Good morning. Savannah, good morning to you. What a heartbreak. What a devastating way to go out. We were inside. This is the worst finish for the U.S. women's national team in World Cup history. And inside that stadium, you could see the shock on the face of U.S. goalkeeper Alyssa Nair. This was not the tournament that they wanted. For the U.S. women, it was a gut-wrenching end to a hard-fought tournament and the final act to an extraordinary era. So proud of everything that 
this team has done and everything we've done on the field and everything we've done off the field. And I feel like the game is in a, a great, great place for me to gracefully step away. The legendary Megan Rapinoe subbing in to finish her fourth and final World Cup. After 90 minutes of regulation time against Sweden and an extra 30 minutes still nil-nil. A tense stadium packed with both Swedish and American fans watching as it all came down to penalty kicks. Rapino unbelievably missing her shot. There's just some, some dark, dark comedy in me missing a penalty in my last game ever. But she wasn't alone. On the final kick from the Swedish team, U.S. goalkeeper Alyssa Nair appears to save the ball. If you look again, she blocks it, then a second touch to clear it. A moment of uncertainty, the ref pauses, and on review using goal line technology, it was determined that the entire ball crossed the line by a fraction of a centimeter, giving Sweden the win. U.S. goalkeeper Alyssa Nair looking stunned, getting a hug from her teammate Rapino. We just lost the World Cup by a millimeter. <laughs> um, that's tough. To come up short hurts. Um, it's going to hurt for a long time. Outside the Melbourne Stadium, loyal American fans who had traveled halfway across the world were gutted. We tried so hard, we just couldn't finish. Uh, I mean, it was heartbreak, it's heavy. But an emotional U.S. coach, Vladko Andonovsky, said he wouldn't have done anything differently. You know, I love them. I love them all. And... Uh, you know, they're my players, but they're my friends. There's a, there's a group of players here that will make a, uh, make a mark in the future. Now, my voice is hoarse from yelling and cheering so loudly in that game. But this sport around the world, not just in the U.S., is different because of Megan Rapinoe. She told us after the game that she is leaving it in good hands. She also said, Savannah, that she has loved every bit of her career. She says she'll miss it to death. But now is the time to go. And that's OK. Savannah? All right, Molly. Well, well done. Good coverage there. Thank you so much. Hard to see the end of the road there. Yeah, but, you know, here's the bright spot. We have such a young squad. Very young. They'll be back. Yes, indeed. They will be back. Yes. Uh, Dylan, in for Al today, looking at the rest of the forecast. Yeah, there's a lot going on across the country, especially that record heat. It is just dangerous heat down south with likely more records being broken. Your feels like temperature above 100 degrees. Severe storms up and down the East Coast today, extending into New England. We've got a round of heavier rain this morning. Morning and then more severe weather later on this afternoon. A little bit cooler back through the northern plains, though. Temperatures today in the 70s with a couple of spotty showers, too. And that's your latest forecast. All right. Thanks, Dave. Dylan, thank you. Still ahead inside Simone Biles. Triumphant return to gymnastics. Shaking off two years of rust. What rust? She won the first competition she was in since that Tokyo Olympics. And our Maggie Vespa saw it all. Hi, Maggie. Hey guys, good morning. Yeah, the GOAT is back, and as you said, she's blowing us away once again. Simone Biles, after taking that two-year hiatus to focus on her mental health, winning her first competition back this weekend in suburban Chicago. We'll walk you through all the highlights and tell you what she's saying about the road ahead to next year's Paris Olympics. That's also, it is the start of a big back-to-school week in parts of the country. The heat and the inflation creating challenges for officials and families, so... We're going to help you handle both, including some new ways to cut costs when it comes to supplies. But first, this is Today on NBC. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. 
That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. In life, we're often driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to find candidates isn't to search. It's to match with Indeed. Indeed's a matching and hiring platform used by over 300 million global monthly users. According to Indeed data, need quality candidates fast? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. And you'll connect with candidates in no time. And it's not just faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And here's the best part. Listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit, giving your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seven thirty, new milestone for the Barbie movie. It has topped a billion dollars in worldwide ticket sales. That is not all. Carson's going to tell us about it. Another record it just set ahead on pop stars. Barbie may single handedly save the box office this summer, huh? She's a bombshell. All right. uh, meanwhile, with Hoda off, Jacob Silver. Hi Barbie. Hi, Hi Barbie. Hi Barbie. Hi, Hi Jacob. Hi Ken. Uh, we're going to start this half hour with. Simone Biles and that triumphant return to gymnastics. Uh, the entire world was watching, and there she did it. Most decorated gymnast of all time. Well, she crushed. She won her first competition back after a two-year break. We're going to talk to Simone's former teammate, Lori Hernandez, a fellow Olympian, right here in a moment. But first, NBC's Maggie Vespa joins us with the many, many highlights. Hey, Maggie. <laughs> hey, Savannah, good morning. Yes, so many highlights. And as you can imagine, the crowd here in suburban Chicago this weekend was electric. So eager to watch Simone Biles make her triumphant return and triumphant it was. After taking home Saturday's top prize, also the superstar taking to social media to make it clear that her mental health remains a top priority. She's back. Simone Biles soaring to success, winning Saturday's Core Hydration Classic, her first competition in more than two years. Biles earning first place in the all-around, balance beam, floor routine, and the vault. That same event where she struggled and ultimately sidelined herself during 2021's Tokyo Olympic Games. At the time, the four-time gold medalist blaming a case of the twisties, a mental block that throws off a gymnast's ability to track their movements in the air. I have to focus on my mental well-being, and that's what I did. You sure did. That was brave. Thank you. It was hard working five years for a dream and just having to give it up. It was not easy at all. Biles ultimately taking a two-year break from all competitions to focus on her mental health. Now, the 26-year-old atop the podium once again. Wowing crowds alongside Olympic teammates Suni Lee, who placed second on balance beam, and Jordan Childs, finishing fourth on the uneven bars. Biles' important message about taking care of yourself physically and mentally, reaching her young fans. Well, I know that she had a hard time going out of the meet in the Olympics, so it's really exciting to see her come back. 
and really persevere. Biles grateful, writing on Instagram Sunday, tears of joy as I make this comeback, surrounded by the love you've shown. Thank you for believing in me. So speaking of the road ahead, guys, this core hydration classic was the final qualifier ahead of the U.S. Gymnastics Championships in California later this month. And Biles' victory, the all-around victory here on Saturday, gives her a chance at the national team also ahead of the world championships and, of course, gives her a shot at what would be her third Olympic appearance in Paris next year. And it goes without saying, guys, we will all be watching and rooting for Savannah. We will. Maggie, thank you. I want to turn now to Lori Hernandez, Simone's former Olympic teammate a two-time medalist herself. She's now an NBC News sports analyst. Lori, good morning. Good morning. I mean, we were all hoping this would be the Simone that we saw. Were you surprised? Can you put into perspective just how dominant this performance was? Yeah. I mean, classics is a competition that we often see right at the beginning of the competition year. So to see Simone go out there, hit four for four, and win the competition this (laughs) early on, I think, as per usual, we can expect great things, but it sounds like she's really grounded and really present in her competitions. There's this moment from the weekend. I, I, I saw a clip of it. A lot of folks are talking about it when she lands this particular vault. <laughs> it's called the Yershinko Double Pike. Very few men have ever tried it. She tried it, nailed it back in 2021. Put this in perspective, this particular move and, and how this really typifies what separates Simone from, from the rest of, of gymnastics. The only way I could describe this vault compared to what we typically see is like seeing someone put on a mask and be like, I'm a vigilante versus just Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> like this vault is, I cannot express this enough. This is really hard. This is really hard. <laughs> it's, it's extremely difficult. Get technical because I think it's so interesting to hear you talk about it. I mean, the height, why is it so much harder? What do you have to accomplish that's so far above what most mere mortals can do. Yeah, so more often than not, we see Yurchenko double fulls. So we see one less flip, but two twists involved. Simone has said, you know what? I'm just going to add an entire other flip before landing. And you have to be strong so that way you're able to brace for impact. You have to be strong so that way you can hit the table tight enough and get enough height to add one more flip and then be really smart in the air and have a sense of air awareness that Simone is known for having. So it's... It's awesome. <laughs> As they mentioned there, the, you've got, I guess, the U.S. championships next in California, then the world championships. And she seemed like she was playing a little coy about going to Paris for the Olympics. Is there any universe in which Simone Biles does not go to Paris next year to compete for Team USA? All I can say is she is an athlete who is so strong and so independent. And I think especially with her post-competition interview, she's talked about like mental health and going to therapy once a week. And I think this version of Simone in 2023 is someone who, again, wants to be present in the moment. And I think an athlete who can connect their mind and body while competing, you can only expect really great things. So I can't tell the future, but what I can say is she's phenomenal. I mean, it is it, I, to hear you talk about it is, is so valuable because you've been there. And in fact, you yourself as a gymnast went through a period of time where you had the, the twisties. Now yeah, we know what really that sucked. means. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. But also, it, like, I could imagine it always being in the back of your mind. Yeah. So for Simone to pull herself together and, and you know, not and, and have the confidence to it's do something deal. so daring as that yeah. vault or really any of it. Yeah, it's a really big deal. I know the twisties for each gymnast affects everyone differently. So I can't speak for her. I know 
a year before Rio, I got the twisties really badly on a vault, and I had it for about eight months or so. Mm. And I was doing Yurchenko double full, and for some reason, my body would just open up at the one and a half, and I'd land on my back. And for me, it didn't feel like it was mental. It felt like my body had more control than my brain, and it was doing whatever it wanted, and I had no kind of connection. Whereas for, Mo- for Simone, she described it as a mental injury. It feels like there's that disconnect for her. Oh. So it's scary. It definitely is something where you don't want to get injured because you have the twisties. So her taking the time away from the sport to understand her body, her mind, and how it affects her gymnastics is one of the best things she could have done. I think you said it well, Lori. When those two things line up, yeah. there's no stopping Simone, and let's hope for her that she's able to accomplish her dreams. Yeah. Thank you so much. What a pleasure to have you here. Thank Cheers. you, Lori. Nice We're not done with you. Now that you're an NBC News sports analyst, you're going to come back for the third hour. As well. So we double duty. That's what we do. Exactly. Catch catch Lori next hour. And you can catch Simone and another talented field of gymnasts in just a few weeks at the U.S. Gymnastics Championships. Complete coverage on NBC, CNBC, and Peacock. And it starts on August 24th. My daughter and I watched it together. It's fun. It's really fun to see these gymnasts. By the way, there's a lot of talented. We talked all about Simone, but there are a lot of talented gymnasts coming up. Just ahead, a closer look at a game-changing pill for millions of women. This is the first approved to treat postpartum depression. What makes it so revolutionary and how soon will it be available? First, though, Sam Brock is checking out the back-to-school rush, heating up in, in more ways than one, huh, Sam? Craig, that's right. This is causing some parents to have to do some mental gymnastics right now from New Orleans to Atlanta, Southern California temperatures as kids are going back to class, approaching 100 degrees or higher. Coming up next, tips on how to keep your children safe and also your wallet less scorched with inflation driving up the prices of school supplies. That story just ahead. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. We're back 742 with our Back to School Today series. For all parents, the shopping frenzy is in full swing. Take it from me, many families looking for ways to stretch their budget, while at the same time, classes are already underway in some of the hottest areas of the country. Speaking of hot, joining us from Miami with a closer look at both NBC's Sam Brock. Hey, Sam, good morning. Yeah, Craig, good morning, guys. Good morning. Look, many families right now are dealing with a double dose of heat, certainly financially in terms of what inflation has done for those back-to-school bills, but also record-breaking temperatures impacting the classroom, guys. On the cost side of things, school supplies up some 24% in almost two years. The average family spending almost $900 just to send their child back to school. Here are some ways that you can spend wisely this back-to-school season. 
The rush to stock up on supplies and clothing for the new school year is on, but with inflation raising prices on many staple items, families are taking advantage of any break they can get. We're going to recycle what we already have at home and whatever we're missing, that's what we're going to get this year to make sure it fits into the budget because everything is double the price. Nine states had tax holidays over the weekend, including Florida, where shoppers flocked to stores like this one in Miami trying to scoop up some savings. Notebooks have night composition notebooks. They used to be like 25 cents, 50 cents, and now they're like a dollar fifty. According to a survey by the National Retail Federation, an average family with children in elementary through high school plans to spend a record $890 on back-to-school items this year, up from $630 just a decade ago. Total spending on school-related items expected to reach $41.5 billion. It's more than many Americans can afford, but some communities are stepping up to ease the burden. Like Webb Middle School in Garland, Texas, hosting its first back-to-school block party. Hundreds turning up to get free school supplies, haircuts, even school photos. Parents sometimes, like, we're having to choose between a lunchbox and school supplies or haircuts. What are we going to do? And so the, the idea of this was to be able to do it all. As the hunt for deals intensifies, the summer continues to scorch. And some students are already back to school amidst the sweltering heat wave. It's hot being out here. It's really bad. I don't, I wish I could have done online. Stay home with the AC. Other schools are already in session this week in hot spots like New Orleans and Palm Springs, California, where classes are set to start on Wednesday. They're modifying schedules to keep students cool in the searing heat. You don't have kids outside for a full recess period. And on some days, you don't have kids outside at all. But inside may not be so cool in all schools, some struggling with faulty AC systems. One federal report from 2021 found that 41% of school districts required HVAC system upgrades or replacements in at least half of their schools. An urgent problem as summers get hotter and back to school means a fight to stay cool. So, Sam, if, you're, if your kids are heading back in this heat, what are some things that folks can do to keep them safe? Certainly. So, Craig, we know it is so frustrating for parents right now, these circumstances, but there are a lot of things that you can do, starting with the fact you need to make sure that your child has a neck or back of the neck, I should say, and forehead that is cool. Many of the schools right now are allowing you to bring pre-moistened towels or wraps to school to make sure that they stay cool. Pack nourishing snacks. You would think fluids add electrolytes. So do some foods, Craig. That includes dried apricots, nuts, and seeds. Investigate the conditions at your schools. If they're using fans to blow air, that's more than 90 degrees warm. That is actually counterproductive, so you can advocate for change there and make sure they spend at least a few hours in AC every single day, whether that is a library or a cooling center. It will definitely go a long way. Craig, let me send it back to you. All right, Sam Brockforce there. Sam, a bit of a point of a clarification here. A few moments ago when I introduced you, I said, speaking of hot, let's go to Sam Brock. While I do think you are handsome, I was referring to Miami and the temperature there in South Florida, to be clear. Is it 61 degrees there right now, <laughs> Sam? And I'm so sorry, Craig. I've actually lost. Oh, oh thank God. Yes, yes, yes. He lost me. Oh. It's just the right time. All right. Uh, I'm going to sit in here. I know, exactly. 
You never call us hot. No, it's not. Dilly, true. dilly, what's up? You are sweating, and it's quite chilly in here, Craig. What I never is felt going it so on? cold in here. <laughs> All right, we do have that record heat down south, down through Florida, along the Gulf Coast, down into Texas. Louisiana will likely break records today. In fact, it's going to feel like it's around 110 to 115 degrees. And then on the back, on the front side of this cold front, we are going to see some storms fire up today as early as early afternoon for Ohio, Pennsylvania, and then later on this evening for the evening commute up and down the East Coast. And that's your latest forecast. I think Sam's back. I think oh, you have oh, we're going to make this even more awkward. Yeah, I know. You're just going to keep you digging. Accept, did you accept my clarification, Sam? Uh, he's got to go. <laughs> he's got to go. He's busy. He's got to go. It's so awkward. Craig, leave him alone. Just leave him it's alone. It's getting worse and worse. I know. Your wife is texting. I mean, my goodness. Okay. It's just a cold cloth on the neck. It's yeah. <laughs> exactly. For Craig. Take him up from pop star Matthew Broderick, what he's saying about Ferris Bueller, if you can believe it, 37 years later, that has the star in the headlines. Yeah. Uh, also, Bella Hadid sharing an eye-opening look at her years-long battle with Lyme disease and the takeaways for all of us. We're going to talk to a doctor about it. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. 